Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome back to Sofa Cinema Club. I'm Cole Smith, and as always, I'm Jeffrey <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shepherd. Ben, I don't know what the names are. Ben Mia. What? Ben Mamma Mia. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know what the second name of the characters are. What's the second name? Sheridan. Of the Donna Sheridan. Ben Sheridan. That's it. Perfect. Perfect. Ben Sheridan. Ah, every week I set it up, and every week I forget. The Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together to educate each other on films. Now it's all about the films we should have seen, but we haven't. Each week we sit down and watch a film together, then we come into the studio and we talk about what we loved, hated and rated about that film. Now the beauty of our club is that anybody can join in. All you have to do is watch along with the film at home and then come and listen to us every Thursday to see what we thought. Um, This week the film has been chosen by me for Jack and Ben to watch and for you guys at home and it is the summer blockbuster, the hot weather classic, the holiday special... Mamma Mia 2, here we go again. And it is here we go again, because we've already done Mamma Mia 1 in a previous series. Yes, he thought number 2 would come round so quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Is that on the first series, Mamma Mia? Or was that on the first one? But before we get into talking all things Mamma Mia and singing and dancing, as always, how has your week been? Uh, Well, I went to Wales was lucky enough to get invited uh, with some friends to go for the weekend, and me and my girlfriend went. And I was able to take the car. And because I live in the city centre, I don't get to drive anywhere. I just sit in traffic all the time. So I was able to go on, like, the country roads. <laughs> that was nice. And, like, you know, you, f- you forget you've got a nice car sometimes. So uh, that was fun <laughs> to go in the country. It was! It was! It was fun! I mean, I, I stuck to the speed limit, of course. But yeah, that was good. Hot, sunny, beach. And on a night, this was cool. Proper standby me. Stars, stargazing. We went to, we found the beach. I mean, we were, where we were staying, we were virtually on the beach. I mean, it would have been too hard to find. We've seen pictures of where <laughs> yeah. you were. We found the beach. We were yeah. on it. <laughs> so we went on the beach on a night because there's obviously, there's, where we were, there's no pollution, there's no street lamps. So, when the stars, when the when it when the sun goes down, the stars come out. There is literally hundreds above you. So, <laughs> there's just loads, isn't there? You don't see them living in the city centre. You don't. I do. That's what I mean. Yeah. You just don't, you don't see, see them in the city centre. I do. So what? Little nighttime on the beach. Nighttime on the beach. We lit a little fire. Ooh. That was nice. Just us on the beach. No one else. Oh wow! It was great. The bit that gets me though is nighttime, sunset, sand, water. Like it sounds amazing, and when you think of holidays, that's kind of what you wish for. But you must have been bitten to fuck by like mosquitoes. No, no, no. I've got uh, amazing blood. Never come near me. <laughs> Hold, hold on, hold the fuck on. I've got to make like ET. They're like they're going to hold you down. I've heard he's got amazing blood. Well, you you meet those people sometimes, don't you? That never get bitten. But you don't get mozzies by the sea, though. It's by water, standing water, still water. Oh, is it? 
I get bitten on beaches. Yeah, well, I mean, look, dude, you're... Completely, you're a Belizean beacon. Yeah, you're completely a red flag to them. <laughs> it's like, here we go, lad, now. Yeah. And they just bomb yeah. in onto you. Bright hair. Yeah. Now, you're going to take... It's hot today, isn't it, Colson? We can see you're hot in the flat. I think the bit is, like... Ibiza was obviously hot, and I I like the summer, I like weather, but I like going on holiday where places are used to being hot, whereas it's just not designed for it here, is it? We can't do snow, we can't do sun. Why don't buildings here have air conditioning? Because we never get it. Because you don't use it for a day. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, though, I'll tell you what, I was saying this to my mate who lives in Las Vegas, he went, oh yeah, must be... Must be absolutely awful. I said, "What's it there?" Well, I only work in old money. He said, "Oh, it's it's uh for it's 110 degrees." What's that? Do you know? 47. Oh my god! I went, "Oh, okay, okay." <laughs> he said, "So, so, so, have that." I went, "Really?" And he went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Vegas, the desert. How is the sunburn, by the way? Do you know what? Fine, actually. And I would almost argue that I'm starting to tan now after after three weeks of sun. <laughs> You've burned your way to a tan. But it's weird because if I turn my arms around, like my my arms almost look tanned. And then if I spin it around like it's complete milk bottle, the bit that doesn't see any sunlight is just so pale it's unbelievable. <laughs> Let's do what we're here to talk about, which is Mamma Mia 2. Here we go again. Are you ready for a synopsis? Could we use the synopsis that we used in the first series when we did Mamma Mia 1 and just use it for Mamma Mia 2 and just replace Meryl with Cher? You've not cheated, have you, Coles? You're, you're MCing, aren't you, this? You're free-flowing. No, he's not. He's really done. He's really you all want to talk about cheating because when Ben briefly left the room, you showed me your cheater notes. That's the so. trivia. I can't Listen, there's a bit of it for this film, you know. I couldn't store it all in my head. Shall I sing it? Shall I sing it like a musical? Yeah, definitely do. Mamma to Here We Go Again is the story that follows the character Sophie, who is the daughter of Donna that we meet in Mamma Mia 1. Sophie, after the death of her mum, has decided that she's going to build the hotel in her mum's memory. And she wants to invite loads of special guests. She wants to make a big deal of it because she wants to make her mum proud but what we learn in this film and in the process of Sophie building the hotel is how actually alike Sophie and Donna were so it's almost a prequel and a sequel you've elevated that it's a prequel and a sequel I like go on carry on and we see Sophie taking on from a mum it's a great story we we've got everything we've got singing we've got dancing we've got sun we've got beaches we've even got (laughs) a bit of sheer a bit of who Sure. 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 Yeah. Here she is. Sure. It's the Yorkshire version. Right. We've even got a bit of sure. That's <laughs> the same. I love that. No, I love not. that. I love that. It's like she's gone to a club and she's not the original share. She, yes. she's, she's, it's a she's a tribute. And there they are. Sure. Do you believe in love after love? (laughs) 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 Oh, that's made me laugh. (laughs) But what uh, other than my pronunciations, which we know, we know that talking isn't my strong point. What was? What do you think of that synopsis? Good. Good fun. I mean, there's not much to the film, is it? It's like number one. Whoa. With, with the same songs. <laughs> it's a prequel and a sequel. There's no repeating song. There's only two repeating songs. Which are? Dancing the Queen and Mamma Mia. The two big ones they've repeated again. And then they've chucked in Fernando for, oh, that song, Fernando. But by the way, so um, we, we will start talking about the film, but Ben rings me yesterday, Jack. And he gets on to talking about Mamma Mia and straight in we share. And I'm like, we can't, we can't have this conversation now. So I, I, I've got it in my head as to where this is going to go. You knew where this was going to go when you picked number two. Same as when you did High School Musical 2. Come on, be honest. No, in the Sofa Cinema Club court case, there's going to be quite a fight today. I can feel it. I can feel this episode's going to get heated. So how did you watch it, Jack? Uh, I watched it last night with my girlfriend. She's 
Um, we're a big Mamma Mia... Well, not me, per se. She's a big Mamma, Mamma Mia fan. Uh, we've seen the musical. She loves the first film. Um, she went to the cinema to see this with her mum. And she always relates Meryl Streep to her mum. I don't know why. Um, they look quite similar. Um, and I don't know, just the way sort of Meryl Streep carries herself in interviews and everything. It reminds my girlfriend of her own mum. So she got especially very upset during the film when obviously you find out at the beginning Donna's dead. So when she watched it in the cinema with her mum, buckets, absolute my, buckets. My mum's dead. My mum's dead. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> what an opening. Do you remember the first time you ever watched this film, Jack? I watched it with you in the cinema and you cried. I rem- You cried twice. Yeah, I you did. C- He cried. At ben. Dancing Queen. At Dancing Queen when they're all on the boat. When they're on the boat. And do you know what, Jack? I did again with, like, happiness. <laughs> it's like, it's fucking when They're brilliant. doing that thing from Titanic. The two men are doing the thing from Titanic. Yeah. When, yeah. yeah, and when Colin Firth, like, they... But, oh, that scene, they're having so much fun. You cannot <laughs> deny how much fun they are having doing that sequence. I don't think I've ever cried when I've seen people having fun. Oh. I don't think I've, I've cried when I've seen people on a boat dancing to Dancing Queen. Could you not imagine me, Piers, Colin, Julie, Why are Christina? you there? Why are you who are there? You? you know who you are. Well, who I'm, are you in I'm the film? So- Sophie, surely. <laughs> Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> How many blokes are in? How many blokes are in it? The three. Yeah, there's Andy Garcia. Yeah, Andy Garcia, which I, I like him. Uh, do you know? Do you know who casted Andy Garcia? By the way, Cher. 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 What? No, they showed her a list of actors that they wanted, and she picked Andy Garcia, and she went that one. I want it. I want that's. He's my Fernando. Fernando. He's the he's sexiest. Fernando. So, so who are him. we then, Coles? Come on, you've got an idea. Well, I would say Bill, but I know Jack's going to want to go Bill. You can have Bill. Well, are we, are we? hang on, hang on. Are we doing young characters or old well, it's up to characters? You go free form. I'm young Bill. Oh, well, the lad on the boat. I'm not old Bill. I suddenly have a change of character when I get older. <laughs> <laughs> Is he married? No, he's the other one. That's Brosnan. Young Brosnan's married. Okay. Which is who I am. I'm singing... I would go on a date and sing Waterloo in a restaurant. That is a highly likely thing to happen. Like, it is. <laughs> oh, hold on. <laughs> Can I have spicy rice? Waterloo! Bye-bye! Through the Sophie Keys Nando's. You know, filming that Waterloo, that Waterloo sequence, that dance, the bartender, some famous comic or something, Parsifal James Hurst, his name is, he's the bartender in that scene and he was meant to have a, a bigger part in the film throughout the film he was meant to come over to greece and blah 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 anyhow just before filming his first scene which is the waterloo scene he broke his foot and he had to wear a giant moon boot so he couldn't do any of the dancing oh, no. so he's behind the bar so he's behind the bar just sort of like oh. you know wiping the bar and after they did it they went well we can't really Hide your moon boot in Greece. We can't can't just bring a bar that you stood behind every time. So thanks, but no thanks. Labin, awkward, isn't it? (laughs) Who are you, Ben? I don't know. I mean, obviously, initially, I'm Cher. You're Peter. You got uh, nah. I think (laughs) you're Peter's Brosnan, hundred percent. He's Brosnan in first one, isn't he? He's not in this. When he's younger, you've got a motorbike. Oh yeah, yeah, motorbike. Long hair, good with horses. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> before we like kick on with talking about the film let's just get the one thing that is going to be a sticker because it was a sticker in the first film and that is bad acting because dominic cooper returns in Awful. the second film oh, i forgot he? we absolutely lashed him last time didn't we yeah he's got they've given him a lot less this time and he doesn't he doesn't get better well you can see straight of all that like the elephant in the room they've thought let's get rid of him fast yeah opening scene let's write him out the friggin film yeah and i think that's what they've done but they've gone no we didn't want to break because she has to have a baby who's she gonna have a baby with exactly we're gonna have to get him back which is why he comes back do you know what i don't get when is it that she's meant to be that she falls pregnant the night of the opening so he comes back on the island. No, that she's already pregnant, isn't she? And she realizes the night of the opening. She's pregnant before he gets on the island. Yes. 
So, like I said in the synopsis, the kind of base story of the film is that Sophie has taken it on herself after her mum's death. So, hold on. You're not talking about the biggest elephant in the room. We've had Cooper. Streep ain't in it. You've lost your upfront force there with Streep. Well, she she is in it. Come on, Colson. It's a picture for one hour, 45 minutes. And then it's a scene which I don't think she's with any of them in. No, she didn't want to do it. She's never done a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. She's never done a sequel, and she didn't think there was a story where she could do it again. She didn't think it one would exist. So the only way they could sign, kind of get her to do it was if she wasn't really in it, was if she had a cameo. So I think that's when they kind of came up with the idea that she's dead, and then at the end it, they, they'd do something like a dream sequence where she's in it. They shot her in a week, didn't they? She only had a week on the whole film. But, fun fact for you. Go on. It is her highest grossing movie she's ever been in. Oh, so it did better than Mamma Mia 1? Yes. Ah, I did not know that. Yeah, but it's a big loss to the film, I think. But it works for me, for the story, because Sophie is trying to take over and she is trying to live her mum's dream, basically, which is building the hotel that she fell in love with when she came and i think what works quite nicely is the story of the film gets set out and then because it flicks between a prequel and a sequel we see donna come to having the dream don't we Mm. so we get to learn a lot more about donna who is meryl streep's character in the first film but is played by lily james in this film which they're related they're not they are lily james and meryl streep are related they are ninth cousins, three times removed. Close, then. I know. <laughs> we'll get this for close, closer. Meryl Streep and Cher, they're 16th cousins, twice removed. So they're related as well. I love that stat. I love that stat. The cousins. Stat. Yeah. They're related, are they? Yes. 14th, <laughs> third removed, no, and then go behind a row to the left. Now, do you remember the house? Yeah, you buy the chip shop, go to the left of that house, not there. <laughs> then the shop, yeah, they work there. I know, yeah, you're related. So, we are at the school graduation, aren't we? I had a bit of a problem with this. So, they start the old graduation, they start the song. Mm. And then my daughter turns to me, yeah, you wait, Dad. They got on bikes. Yeah. <laughs> then they're on a canal boat. Canal boat that's called Chikatito, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Super fun. Chikatito, baby, I And then it's that moment where Donna and her friends are back at their like accommodation, and she says she didn't come. Of course, she didn't come. She never comes. And you realise that Donna and her mum don't have the best of relationships. And Donna says, "Do you know what? I'm going to show her. I'm not going to come home." I'm going to go, I'm going to travel, I'm going to find myself. I've got a feeling that I need to go to Greece. So she sets off, she gets on the old Ryanair, and she ends up in Paris. And it's kind of this journey of her travelling, finding herself, like many people do after uni, isn't it? A lot of people do go away. And on her first night in Paris, she meets young Harry. Yeah, my girlfriend said, why has she even gone to France? I don't get it. And I said, that's because... There's a song that Colin Firth sings in Mamma Mia 1. He, says, he sings Our Last Summer. And he says, walks, walks along the Seine, laughing in the rain. The rain. So because he says they met in Paris, summer. they have to stay true to that story and film them and show them meeting in Paris. The bit that really does get me is she seems to get a boat from Paris to Greece. Paris <laughs> to Greece. Yeah. Well, that's a fair trek. Mm. Mamma Mia 1 is... The story of who is Sophie's dad, because Donna slept with three boys in a very short space of time, never continued a relationship with any of them, fell pregnant and doesn't know who the father is. So it's kind of the story of how she got herself into position to to meet these three different boys in a very short space of time. The first boy she meets is Harry in Paris. Harry's this kind of geeky, quite upper-class banker, isn't he? Yeah. Who's just on a holiday to get away from his parents, to get away from responsibility. And he meets Donna for the first time, and he's completely taken back because, obviously, Lily James is stunning. She's different. She's exciting. She's got a bit of this cheeky charm. There's the scene in the hotel where she's obviously going to take a room key, and he comes and 
awkwardly tries to speak French, which we've all been there, haven't we, where you're on holiday. Oh, God, I've been there. Yeah. Did I tell you that story of me in Paris? Go on. Oh, God, it's embarrassing. Bonjour, Monsieur Shepard. Stop me if I have told it on the podcast. I can't remember, but I stayed in Paris and was there for like a weekend or something. And everybody always says that the French are really rude. Now, I don't think they are. I just think they're proud of their own language and proud of their own nation. So when you go there, you have to at least try and speak a bit of French. And the English are renowned for only speaking English. And I know if someone came up to me and just spoke French, I would have literally no idea what they're saying. I'd be like, no, no idea. So although they know English, they want you to at least, you know, try and have a go. Whereas, of course, I didn't know this. I'm only young. I'm like 19. And I turned up and I was staying in this hotel and I went oh, went down to the concierge. I went, could I get this table at this restaurant or whatever? And he was like, yeah. He phoned him up and he went, table for two, blah, blah, blah. The guy's coming now. He went, right, go, get in the taxi, go quick. And he was an, he was an American um, concierge. And he went, say it's this name and say I've sent you from this hotel and you should be all right, but you need to be there within like the next 10 minutes or else they won't give you a table. I was like, right, great, thank you. Gets in the taxi and I just turned up, opened door and I went, hi pal, you're all right, yeah, name's Shepherd. it's table for two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And he just looked at me. With this face, and he literally beckoned me. You know, like with a finger when someone says, come this way? Yeah. He did that, like, follow me, rolled his eyes, and he sat me down at this table, and he had this smile on his face. He chucked me these menus, all in French, and he just opened this door, and he let his dog in, and this Labrador came and sat next to us at this table. (laughs) And I remember thinking, actually, fair play, because he's just showing me not to be a dick. I can be a dick if you're going to be a dick. What did the dog eat? Oh, the dog just sat there. The dog was pleasant, actually. It was fine, but yeah. I was just like, uh, le boeuf, please. Boeuf. Le boeuf. Fries. Le pomme de terre. What happened if you had um, a French guest come to the dungeons, Ben? Was that you or did you have to pass over to someone else? Well, Alex, Alex lived in Paris. My wife lived in Paris. So it's a whole completely different. She's fluent in French. I remember going to Paris with her. We got in We got in the taxi. We said, where are we going? We're getting along in the taxi. And suddenly, out of nowhere, I've never heard my wife speak French. Full fluent at the taxi driver. It's on. There's some big kickoff. There's some, I've got no clue. I'm busy trying to look at my, you know, my Geordie French book. <laughs> I said, what's going on? What's going on? Big, big argument. And then suddenly, all breaks, best friends, no problem. I said, what was that all about? Oh, he went the wrong way. He went the wrong way and I was arguing, you should go this way. He argued, you should go that way. And then he actually, we came to it and went, yeah, fine. Oh, God. <laughs> but I love Paris. I do love Paris. I think it's a beautiful yeah, city. Yeah, I do. So does Donna and so does Harry because they have <laughs> they have a night to remember in Paris in between the sheets. I bet they had a fan on that night. I bet they did. She doesn't look too into it, to be fair. At the end, no. she doesn't look into it. How is it for you? Because he says he's a virgin. Yep, awkward. Great opening line. <laughs> um, and then she doesn't look interested. She looks like it wasn't great at all. And she writes a note and she leaves and she goes to the closest ferry port in Paris and gets on the old boat to Greece. Not even to Greece, to Calcare, like to a very specific island. Most of this film was filmed in Croatia, yeah? Yeah. Which is obviously weird because you'd assume that it's filmed in Greece. But I went to Croatia. I went to a place called Split. Oh, hold on. You did the Mamma Mia tour. But Ben, I didn't... Uh, so this was like before Mamma Mia 2 was even a thing. Yeah, nobody knew. Like, it was completely embargoed, <laughs> bloody flat. The only one who knew was me, Meryl Streep and Cher. And Abba. <laughs> I'm going on a tour to the Blue Lagoon. And the tour guide says, we've not been able to do the tour for a few weeks because this boat you're on, as well as every other boat in the harbour, has been being used for a film. And I was like, mm. so my ears prick up. And they went, a film starring Piers Brosnan. And I was like, oh, wonder what that is. And they were like, oh, we, we can't we can't say what it is. We can't say what it is. And then the girl like went, 
it's my mate too. <laughs> and I was like, fucking hell, there's going to be a mate too. So I'm on holiday on this boat, just finding out that there's going to be a mate too. My head falls off. Like holiday made. Fuck the Blue Lagoon. Get the airphones. <laughs> get the headphones on. We're, we're, we're going. We're, we're, Mama May is happening again. I think you filmed, didn't you film a little bit? Didn't you get your phone out and you didn't you see him filming something? Th- there was stuff going, when I got to the Blue Lagoon, there was stuff going on there. And the the, the host was saying that they're still, they're still here now. They're, they're still filming. Um, the boat that I was on is... Um, so you know, so obviously we meet Bill, don't we? We meet Bill on the harbour, and then a brilliant, brilliant song. Why did it have to be me? Oh, oh, so yeah, he awkward. He looked awkward on the boat. I thought he did alright. He did well. Know? All the lads, other than the lad who plays Young Sam, like take a while to get into the film. Young Sam is Young Piers Brosnan. Do you know what? I thought he was Bob. He sounded exactly like Piers Brosnan. He's matched his voice to Brosnan. So Bill agrees to take Donna to the island of Calcary because he's got two weeks before he's on this sailing competition or whatever. So he agrees to take her. But on the way, they meet a fisherman in distress. And this is where my holiday to split came alive because the boat that is in the harbour when Apollonia is getting married. Apollonia! That is the boat that I was on. <laughs> there you go. There's the fact for you. I was so close to buying a wedding dress and jumping in. Literally. Where was the boat? She was on the side on the harbour. Yeah, well, there's there's a boat on... When when it's a shot of them and when they jump in, there's, there's a boat there and that, that was the boat that I was on. Uh, yeah, I, I remember it very well. That guy who plays Bill, Josh Dillon. Yeah. Wig. Wow. <laughs> Get that? That blonde hair, wig. And you know the lad who plays young Brosnan? Yeah. Wig. It looked like a wig on the Brosnan. Then three, actually. The lads who played the young versions of, you know, Colin Firth and whatnot. They uh, shared a villa with each other for six weeks while filming to sort of like get to know and get along. And Josh Dillon, the lad who plays Bill, he flew out to Croatia two weeks before filming so that he could learn to sail a sailboat and work on his tan. So he worked on his tan so that he had a tan for filming and everyone else had to have spray tans. (laughs) (laughs) They just had a great... Like that for me is... The day when my agent rings me up and goes, Colson, we've got the phone call. Mama mate, you're in. Bill's grandchild, you are in. Do you know what? You laugh though, Ben. My girlfriend was saying the exact same thing. She was watching it last night and going, it must have been mint to turn up to work, to sing these songs, to laugh, dance around. You're in the sun. Everybody's happy. But don't you think, as we know from filming, it can't always be like that. Some of it is green screen, without a doubt. That was a studio. The hotel was a studio and green screen. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, ho- the hotel is. Uh, yeah. So I know what you mean, but some of it, I thought, some of it must have been really quite hard because they're big numbers. They're all big numbers. Yeah, they're not like they're doing small numbers anymore. No. How long will it? I know this is old. The classic one, two, skip a few. How long has it taken them to film Dancing Queen? <laughs> but it's the big number, isn't it? I mean, it, it, it's, if you're gonna yeah. spend if you're gonna spend time and effort on the number, it has to be Dancing Queen. Well, they took every single boat in Croatia to film it, sort of thing. Yeah. So Sophie and Bill, they, they've 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 sailed. They've they've done a little bit. We don't know actually if they've done anything more than sail on this trip, do we? But she gets to Calcary. Bill goes off and. Bill says to her, "There could be a there could be a storm on its way." But is she just like going into a, like squatting that Greek farmhouse? Yes, <laughs> I was like, she's gone over to an island. God, don't worry, I'll find a farmhouse and I'll just go in there. Yeah, I mean, fair play to her. She does. <laughs> he just bypasses all the holes in it. I mean, no, you just go, yeah, 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 fair play. Whatever. Yeah, I know, I am bypassing the holes. <laughs> so there's a storm. There's a horse. There's Donna. She doesn't know what to do. She's panicking, so she runs to find help. And as she runs to find help, here he is, young Ben Price, on his motorbike with his wig on. Just happens to be in the wood. Hiya! Yeah, we laughed at that bit. Out of nowhere. 
be like, when he, and he's there on the bike, can I help? <laughs> what are you, a vet? Yes. Are you? No. <laughs> and then they calm down and I... <laughs> yes, it is a wig. <laughs> Before you ask, it is a wig and I'm great with horses. See, I really liked that and I liked the transition from, from the sequel that's got Piers Brosnan in his and Donna's home where he goes through them photos and you see the photos of... There's Meryl Streep, isn't there, as Donna? Streep. Streep. You can't get away. Yeah, we've, I we've had it. that every I single film. Meryl I've Streif. said it every time I've said it. <laughs> and here she is. I look with sure. Meryl Streep. <laughs> Struggling Streep. <laughs> the new comedy Joe at the club. Sherman Streep. <laughs> After that, well, the uh, well, the cold buffet. Carry, carry on. Sorry. The lad with the wig on and uh, Donna have calmed the horse down. Why is the horse there? Because the horse is, it, it, it means something, doesn't it? it? It's how they bond and all that. Anyway, <laughs> so then Donna starts dating Sam. Sam gives her a tour of the island. Then Donna goes to a bar. Donna sings in the bar for a great, great time. What does she sing in that one? What's the song in that one? The boys sing Kisses of Fire, the boy band. Kisses of fire, burning, burning. I'm at the point of no returning. Then she goes on and sings, and Dante, and Dante, please don't let me go. Then, after a while, after a few boat trips and a few rolls in the sheets in Greece, busy week, we find out that Sam... Has a fiance. Kept that quiet. Donna says, do one. Sam leaves back to be an architect in London. Feels terrible. Donna, heartbroken on an island. And who comes out to meet her? The young Julie Walters and what's her chops? The young Julie Walters <laughs> and what's her chops? <laughs> yeah. Tanya and Rosie fly out to meet her in Calgary. I keep saying Calgary. <laughs> they get a Calgary, but she's in Greece. <laughs> And um, there's a scene in the bar, isn't there, where they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. They're in the bar and they're dressed as Brilliant Donna. casting, by the way. Them, them oh, two. Unbelievable. Very Brilliant. good. So well done. They're in the bar, Adonna and the Dynamos, and they say, come on, Donna, let's sing. Let's sing. And she goes, I can't sing about love when I'm not feeling it. And she goes, well, don't sing about love then, which leads her into the a cappella version of I was cheated by you, and I think you know when. <laughs> then you started. Then the, the foot's got to be tapping at this point. Yeah. So in. I made up my m- And then it's the big number. Mama Mia kicks in. Donna and the Dynamos are back together. And who else is back? Bill. Yeah, he pops up, doesn't he? Which, at this point, I could almost argue that young Rosie nearly steals the film with the... He's got a boat. Yeah, yeah, or that whole scene of her. Wait, you know, she's just... She smashes it. Yeah, she smashes it, smashes it. And then I think it cuts very quickly after that scene to Julie Walters, and you instantly see the similarities of the characters, and you think, well played. She's obviously studied. I think they all, all the characters, all the, the actors, the younger cast, they all studied the, the first film so that they could really get to grips with the mannerisms and the traits of all the other actors when it cuts in it cuts to sophie um talking to julie walters and christina and they're saying why, why you know obviously bill and harry can't make it and she was like oh, yeah that's a good thing and she was like well what happened with bill why why did why didn't it work out and she just says something about men bloody blah, blah, blah and it's kind of a direct cut isn't it like you said jack and then that leads us into angel eyes which for me is for me is the tune of the film. Which one's the angel like? What's that? What's that? They're in the spa, aren't they? Talking about boys, talking about Bill and Julie Walters eats the cucumber from her eyes. And then she just does a classic of one night I was taking a walk into the river. Yeah, and it's, it just, it's very funny, very comedic. Both of them. It's them two, isn't it? It's Julie Walters and Christina. Is it Bakansky? Bl- 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 that's the one. <laughs> they absolutely <laughs> smash that out of the park. Angel Eyes is up. it's on the running playlist. That's the best song in the film for me. The best number. While filming that song, Julie Walters was um, awarded the Damehood. Do you say Damehood? Yeah. She got a day off, didn't she? She got a day off. So they sort of like paused filming for that. And then when she turned back up 
after she'd been damned, as you were, uh, by the Queen, everybody uh, turned up to London to um, uh, celebrate with her and surprise her. And then they continued filming Angel Eyes, so they had a little pause for a little day off while oh, she got that. A good day off? Yeah. Come back, finish Angel Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week? <laughs> we should have her on. How was your week? Oof. I started with Angel Eyes. Dame Wood finished on Angel Eyes. Big week. <laughs> so we flick back and we see Donna and Bill share, share a night together on the boat. The old Bill, you know when he says his brother is doing the... the Awards thing for acceptance. Him. Who's speech. the woman on the phone? I think that's his wife. No, it's his mum. His mum? No. No, is it not his brother's wife? That's what it confused me. When he's when he, the older one comes back to talk to Julia Walters and say, I love you and whatever, he's married. Anyway, it's a small point. So basically, everyone's followed Donna, haven't they? So Harry follows her, Sam follows her, Bill follows her, and she kind of misses all three of them. Because when Harry comes back, she's with Bill. When Sam comes back, she's with Bill. You know, it's it's kind of one of them. They all kind of miss her. But it gives her the opportunity to do dot, dot, dot with all three of them. And then she decides that when Bill leaves, she's actually going to stay on the island. My girlfriend said he didn't try hard enough, that Sam. I says, what do you mean? He came back. She went, yeah, but he, he he got told that she's gone off. He should have gone after her. I went, yeah, but she's with another man. He's not going to turn up and say, get off him. Do you know what I mean? And there was no song to fit in that. <laughs> no, no. So meanwhile, we flick back into present time and none of Sophie's guests can get to the opening of the Hotel Belladonna because the storm... So she's having a hotel opening with no guests, no press, none of that. <laughs> what was the bit with the storm and Pierce Brosnan is holding those two bits of bamboo? <laughs> I saw that awkward. It's, that that is, I'll give you that. You can imagine that conversation. Don't worry, Piers. Hold the bamboo. We're going to put this rain bar, and we're going to put this. And the wind fan. machine. Don't worry. It, no, no, no. <laughs> Work with me. It'll look fucking great. Behind you would be a CGI tornado. And then with three, two, one, go. <laughs> and it looked like he was only two bits of stick. <laughs> Don't worry, anchor it down. <laughs> so in the throwbacks, we meet, we we learn more and more about each character. And when it brings us to present tense, we kind of catch up with Harry in his new life as a banker negotiating a deal in Tokyo. And as he's negotiating a deal, he sees a picture of one of his business partners family on the computer and he says do you know what this made me realize something family is the most important thing so he decides to do the right thing to go to the opening of the hotel belladonna he works out that he's the most the most important thing to him is his daughter his daughter so he thinks what am i doing here do the contract do whatever you want i'm off as does bill as ben said bill's bill's brother finishes it off and they can't get to the island because of the storm but luckily Harry sees an old friend, Apollonia. Alexos, Alexios. Ale- Alexio, Alexio. He's tied himself to a chair. What is that? Yeah, what's, what's going on there? That's that's to show that he's a businessman, isn't it? It's a massive stunt. I wouldn't fancy doing that. He says in the business world, we get taught how to solve problems. And that's that's how he does it. We see them all coming back over. Rose and Tanya turn to Sophie and say... What's that? Who are they? And then we see a hundred boats coming over the water and then we queue in. And this is where this is where my eyes get a little bit watery. Dancing Queen. I just think this this bit is perfect. Like it's a massive number and I think they do it so well. I think I think with this one with Dancing Queen, you have to go big, don't you? You've got it. It's it's Abba's most famous song. It's the one everybody knows. Let's stick it right in the middle of the film and go big. Get everyone involved. The full cast. All the extras. Did you see the extras? The extras are buzzing. They're buzzing. We're in... Imagine, we're in Mamma Mia 2. We're extras. Great. We're in Dancing Queen, Mum. I'm right at the front of the ship next to Colin Firth. Imagine saying that to your mum on phone. Colin Firth and Julie Walters smash this. With the awkward dancing, they smash. Julie Walters, the way she does the hand movements of, 
you can dance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they smash it. Julie Walters is unbelievable, but Colin Firth plays the awkwardness so well. So well. So, so at the big well. at the big party, the opening of Hotel Belladonna, like the the there's people there. There's atmosphere flying around. Sophie rushes to the toilet, realizing she's pregnant. We throw back to Donna rushing to the toilet, realizing she's pregnant. And it's that bit where you realize the purpose of the film kind of is to show the similarities between both of them all working on the same goal. And it's at this point where you learn Donna's dream is to make her part of paradise in this island, which Sophie is now in the present tense following through and creating and has created. And now she's pregnant. So the cycle has ended and is about to start again. She tells Sky. And then we have a helicopter arriving, don't we? This is the bit where Ben must be going, what the fuck is going on here? I tell you what, they've crowbarred her right in there, haven't they? The chair's there. She lands the helicopter and she goes, you're not invited. This, this is the one line I liked. Grandma? I'm, you're not invited. Well, that's the whole reason I came. You've got to go to a party where you're not invited. And then she gives it the beans, doesn't she? She doesn't look like she's in the same movie. She looks like she's just going to go through it. It looks like they've blocked the entire thing before she's got on set. Yes. Green screen. Because uh, she, yeah, she got, it's almost like she gets her shot, then they have to do everyone else at a different time. time when she's not yeah. there. When she's not there. That's the feeling I got as well. Because you don't really see her involved with everybody else. There's one shot with Meryl Streep and her. At the end. But they've obviously gone, we need this shot. I'm sorry, we need it. Even the stuff with, like, Lily James it's clear that they're doing everything one directional on her and then coming back. But we meet we meet Grandma. Grandma gets the news that she's going to be a great grandma. She's buzzing. Everyone's buzzing. The party's great. Donna and the Dynamos get on stage, don't they? She does the Fernando bit to Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia throughout the entire film makes it very clear that his love is not coming back. And the person he fell in love with is is gone forever. Until he sees Ruby Sheridan. And Ruby shouts, Fernando! And then it cracks into, can you hear the drums? I think I said to you in the cinema, he's going to be Fernando. Yeah. (laughs) Fernando. You've got to give it to Cher. Even though she doesn't, she can only do the old two-step. She can hold the tune to make it work. She's a big performer, to be fair. I mean, she is a really big performer. Singer, actress, yeah, but music career mile long. She, I should think she should be able to friggin' do it. Then we end up <laughs> skipping a few months. We're at the christening, and that's when old Meryl's back. Hold on, before we get to Meryl, did you hear when Julie Walters met Cher? Cher comes on to set, and Julie Walters is starstruck to see Cher. So she goes over to give her a hug and a kiss and her glasses get caught in Cher's wig (laughs) and she can't detach her face from Cher's wig and ends up pulling away and ripping the wig and they're having to make a brand new wig for Cher. How embarrassing would you be? Embarrassed. Bring on oh shirt. It just it just tickled me. It's just typical, isn't gutted, it? When we're at the christening, we see um Senor Sinfuego, Fernando. Who's that? <laughs> Fernando. Oh, Fernando's calling Fernando. He brings his brother, doesn't he? He brings his brother Sinfuego, who's the perfect man for Tanya. And I love that line. My God, I hope his wife is dead. And he comes in and goes, Yes, she is. She died a year ago. Um and then it, it's the christening. It's my love. That's the Meryl Streep, isn't it? Yep, brings it back. Well, she steals the film. Clever, cleverly done. Because she can't, she really does act. That's the big bit that's missing. You realise she makes sense of the songs in a place. See, I think the songs, I think they've done a very good job to pick. Like, if you watch the musical, the, the, the stage version, there's about four more songs in it that aren't in the original film. I'm talking about Mamma Mia 1. And I think the films do a very good job of making the songs tell the story. Yes. Well, Richard Curtis, when trying to come up with the idea for the second one, he got the writer and director, Ol Parker, I think he's called, and they spent the weekend together in this caravan trying to come up with um, the plot, basically. So how they did it is they picked their B 
B-side, basically, ABBA favourite songs. So the ones that weren't used, yeah. Yeah, and they picked their favourite ones, they put them on the board, and they tried to write the film around the songs and trying to fix the narrative of the story around the lyrics and tried to do it that way. So they got, like, 20 songs, and in the end there was about three or four that they left out. The last one uh, that they couldn't think of was Fernando. <laughs> Let's ring Cher. <laughs> Let's ring Cher, see what Cher's doing. Because they offered Cher Tanya's part for the first one. Ah. Which she turned it down. Um, so, that brings also, us... Also, hang on, it doesn't bring us to the end. <laughs> last fact, last fact. The person who came up with the idea for the prequel sequel idea was Richard Curtis's daughter. They was trying to think, how can they do Mamma Mia 2 without Meryl Streep? And his daughter came up with the Godfather Part 2 idea, which is all about time flips. Because that's exactly what they did when they didn't get Marlon Brando. So they had to come up with a way to make the Godfather without the Godfather. And in all honesty, I think... Lily James holds the role of Donna so well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's and, great. And, you know, th- those two play young Rosie and young Tanya so well. The boys, they do a great job sort of thing. And obviously, we already know and love the characters from the first film anyway. Yeah. Um. So, let's take a quick break. Off air, we're going to talk about the old the old number in the credits because I'm sure, I'm sure Ben loved that one. And then we'll come back <laughs> and we will rate it. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So we're all super trooped out. Ben absolutely loved it. <laughs> <laughs> now it is time to give our ratings of the film. You go first. It's a very hard one. It's a very hard one. Um, oh, it's so hard because I so know what I want to give it. Did you go 10 for Mamma Mia 1? I think so. I'm going 9.8. <laughs> like, point <laughs> two it, off. It's so fucking good. I loved it. <laughs> Film is fucking brilliant because it can take you somewhere. It can give you highs. It can give you lows. It can make you feel good about yourself. I went to bed that night buzzing. So, yeah. 9.8. I had to listen back to Mamma Mia 1. Did you? On the podcast, yeah, to see what ratings we were giving. I wanted to give 6.5 and I got bullied. I got bullied by Colson and he made me up my rating because he was saying, I enjoyed it, I was tapping my feet, I was smiling, I was this, I was that, I listened to the songs, I'm an Abba fan, and all this and all this. And he did bully me. No, but that that is... And he's doing I, it now. I, I, Let him talk. Say, it's his rating. No, Hold no, on. No, it's I'm his just, rating. In, in the old summary of the court case, is all I'm going to say is all that is true and valid. And it is quite obvious that the way you've spoken about this film is that it is better than the original. Hang on. Hang on. I've not got to it. I've not got to it yet. Not got so what did it. you give it? I gave Mamma Mia 1 7.5. <laughs> Colson was asking for an 8. I was like, no fucking way. It, it is an 8. Ben, you gave 7. 
But for this now, I've I think I've I'm a, I'm a little bit wiser. I'm older. I've reined it in. I've been more harsh. I think if we only give one ten so far in the series, so I'm I'm reining it back. Although I think it's a well put together film. I like the songs, even though they're B uh, side ABBA songs. I do like them. I think the casting's very well. I think Old Parker's done a very good job of writing and directing it. For me, the star of the show is Meryl Streep, and she's not in it. And I know she's not in it because obviously she wasn't that keen to do the film, but she's the star in Mamma Mia 1. And I think she steals the film right at the end. She does. She does one scene and you think, yeah. I mean, you've killed Donna, for God's sakes. Mm. It's massive. But my rating, I'm going to go 6.9. What? That's no. That's not much different than you've given it before. Well... No, it's not. It's in the six categories, and I think it's a very good sequel. I think it's relatively close in numbers to the first one. I was, Do you not I was, think it's better? I think there is elements that are better. I think it's directed better. Yeah. And I like what they've done. They couldn't get Donna, so they've thought outside the box, and they've done the Godfather trick, and I think I think it works. It's like they all know what they're making the second time round, because they've had the first time here. They know what they're making, so it kind of, it, it, almost the egginess is embraced, I would say. Mm. Um, talking of egginess, Ben. <laughs> this is hard, because you give it a good hour of, you're about to crush my dreams. Well, you've not said a word for the entire podcast, so I... I, I, <laughs> I couldn't get in. You were, you start, the gun started, you started so high, your voice got higher. Then we got the boat, then I'm in Croatia, then I'm singing, the airpods are on. Then Sherlands, it's like you're in the film. Sherlands, I couldn't believe it. Then I looked at Julie, Julie couldn't believe it, and then we're on Super Trooper, and we finished. What a holiday. Uh, I'm very conscious it's, it's a film you love, and I get that. I think what Jack said about Meryl Streep not being in it. For me, I can't just do the songs out of nowhere. I can't do the big numbers. It just doesn't get me. What I did like about the first one is the way Meryl Streep made them feel small and intimate and relative to what she was going through. This one, I found the numbers were so big, it pulled me out of a story. The story seemed very convoluted, trying to get round, like Jack said, Meryl Streep not being in it. So what did I give the first one, did you say, Jack? Seven. That series one. I was young and eager to please. Um... So there's two ratings. There's the ratings because I'm not going to give it two ratings. There's the rating because I like you, Colton. And there's a rating to what I would I would do is this. My daughter loves this film. So there's a bit of balance. She went, Mamma Mia 2, love it. She watched it with me. A buzzing. <laughs> and then she's she's literally talking about the film like you're talking about it. No, watch this bit. Watch this bit. Mama! Singing. Sherlands, Super Trooper. <laughs> you know how you just said it's like I was there. It, it does. It, it's like I've been on the holiday. It's like yeah. I've literally just got back from Greece. I've got me tan, and I'm telling you about my holiday. He was there when they were filming it. Yeah, that is that's true. how much of a fan. Yeah, it is. exactly, exactly. Loved it. It felt a bit like when you did High School Musical two. It felt, if I'm honest, a bit like a cash grab. We can't get her. How are we going to make this money? We've got the licenses to ABBA. How are we going to get the most out of this film? Doesn't surprise me it made so much money. Number two just didn't really do it for me. Uh, six. Sloppy six. No, I'll take that because that's not what he wanted to give it. Look, I can't exactly what Jack said. Julie Walt is fantastic. Meryl Streep for that one scene. Really fantastic. The three older guys, I didn't like the three younger guys much. Three older guys, I think, are fantastic, are brilliant. I've got charm, understand what they're doing, understand the cheese. They do it really well. Amanda Seyfried, very, very good, great voice. Lily James, really good. I suppose if you like that kind of film, why not do a two? For me, the songs didn't fit as well for me in the second one as they did in the first one. But I think that's Meryl Streep not being there. Well, I get that. And in the first film, pretty much every song is led by Meryl Streep. But as well, she she's most of the songs are her. Like, you know, whereas it's a lot more 
shared out and there's a lot more big group numbers. Yeah, and I really felt it when she was singing some of those ones in the first one. I'm like, she's so good. I'm like, I get this. Yeah. When the window falls off and it breaks her into money, money, money. Like, I get what you mean. There's more. But she's obviously said there has to be motivation for it to be real. She's found a motivation within the song. I think that, you know, the first song with the school. Yeah. And it goes big onto the bikes. That was the moment when I went, oh, okay, I see what we're doing. We're doing La Cage Far. Like, we're, we're going big, big numbers, tiered cake. You know, it's it's going to be a big... <laughs> I see, and they went that way. That's fair enough. Yeah. 22.6, I reckon. That's not bad. That's not bad, course. I'd take that. That's not bad at all. So, the big moment of the, the podcast, the episode. The gem, yes. Jack's hidden gem. Jack's hidden gem of the week this week. Are you not going to sing it in Mamma Mia style? No. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a... No, 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 I won't do that. Uh, Jack's hidden... <laughs> of the week. So, uh, yeah, gem this week. I was toying. I'm going to go... Now, Ben's going to coat me off here because it's not that hidden. It is on Netflix, and I think it is trending as well. But for some reason, a lot of people that I've told to watch, they they haven't known that it's on there. So it's called The Heist. You were going to say that. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Mikey North told me about it yesterday. You need to get on it. It is very good. Massive twist, apparently, first episode. Yeah, twist-ish. Twist-ish. I mean, okay, so it's twist-ish it's three stories right i think it's three stories and each story has two episodes so two hours per story i've only seen the first story and the first story is mad it is bonkers it's a young girl she's 2021 she's in las vegas she falls in love with this guy who she doesn't even know He's a bit of a bad lad. He's got a criminal record and he's a serial robber, basically. She gets this uh, job at Loomis Security Cards, you know, delivering cash from cash machines, those type things. She gets a job there, comes up with this idea to rob cash from Vegas, $3 million, and then go as a fugitive on the run. A bit like a Bonnie and Clyde type couple and try and escape the FBI and the Las Vegas Police Department. So each ep, or each two eps, is a different heist? Yes. Okay, over six. So you get three heists? Yes. And I've only watched the first one, and the first one is mad. You've got the real people who were there at the time on the documentary. She's on the documentary, is this woman. And it's fascinating to see this young girl in this situation and how she copes with it. It's mad. But that's Hidden Gem this week. The Heist. It's on Netflix. Watch it. It's very good. What am I watching for next week's episode? <laughs> the beauty of our podcast. <laughs> so we go from Mamma Mia 2 to Jack. Big change, Coulson. Me and Ben, we wanted to... We thought we could up the ante now and go like an epic film. No singing or dancing. No singing, no dancing. Certainly not. We're going back to the Vietnam War. <laughs> We're in Saigon and it's Apocalypse Now. I've, I've never... I, I've heard of it, but I've, I, I've not seen it. When you said Vietnam War, I thought it might have been something that I watched in history. But What, what I, was that? I don't know. I can't remember. Ah, well... It's not that... (laughs) It's not that... It had an effect. Is it a long one? Yeah, about two and a half, I think. So we're back here next week talking all things Apocalypse Now. You can join us on Monday for our extra episode of Sofa Cinema Club Extra Terrestrial. And if you want, you can keep in touch with us on social media, at Sofa Cinema Club on Twitter and Instagram. Please make sure that you're leaving us plenty of comments on Instagram. You're letting us know what you think of the episode. I'm sure there'll be plenty on the old socials about Mamma Mia. 
Um, and if you have anything to say, if you've got any stories of trips to Croatia, or maybe right, even... Stop bigging up your Mamma Mia chat. We've done that now. Come, You're drawing this out. What are you doing? Have you got any stories of being on a boat? And, or if you put a wedding dress on and dived into some water? Just let us know. If you've ever seen Cher on a helicopter, or you're called Fernando. Good night, God bless. Good night. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.